0: Hi everyone, just some quick announcements here. This is Sherry and I would like to tell you guys about a couple of classes that I offer. Once a month I do a virtual mindful meditation class and twice a month I do a virtual yin yoga class. You can go to my website under the About tab where you can find the events calendar and sign up. Also, I'm offering a free 15 minute health and wellness assessment if you have health goals we will assess where you are and the best approach to move forward to help you achieve your goals. And this is
1: Candice. I have a 20-minute complimentary design discovery call where we can talk about your interior design needs or your wellness design needs and see if there's anything that I can do to help you with your design goals. And you can sign up for this by going to my website and going to the contacts page. We also, each of us, have our individual newsletters, and you can sign up for those on our individual websites, and we also have a newsletter for health and wellness, and if you sign up for that, you can get all the new episodes delivered directly to your inbox. You can go to our website, or you can do that through social
0: media. We'll put all of this in the show notes, too, and please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast and share with your family and friends. And if you're on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome to the health and wellness podcast. I'm Sherry Davidson. And I'm Candace Rogers. This is our quaint warm
1: space. Where we will share our passion for well being and explore everyday living in health, wellness, and design to help you thrive in your life.
0: Welcome to the Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm Sherry Davidson, acupuncturist, health and wellness coach, and former interior designer.
1: And I'm Candace Rogers, I'm an interior designer, and I'm also a wellness designer. And today we have Tammy Carioca, and she is here to talk about her company, Freshy Travel, and also Wellness Travel.
0: Yes, Tammy ha- has a travel passion, an adventurous soul, and a foodie bug led her to seek unique experiences across the globe. Tammy is Peruvian and Japanese. She came to the U.S. in 2003 to pursue an MBA at Rice University. She was offered a position after graduation at Ernest and Young, and she could not resist. She spent the next 14 years working for an oil and gas company before fully dedicating herself to Fressy travel. And a fun fact about Tammy is um, she lived in a Buddhist temple in Japan when she was 15 years old. Her aunt is married to a Buddhist priest, so she ended up staying with them, learned basic Japanese, worked in a tea shop, and assisted in the temple's daily chores. Hi, Tammy. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I think that is the coolest fun tip.
2: <laughs> yeah, so
1: that, that fun tip, I was Tammy and I um, talked with each other not that long ago. I'm also Japanese and grew up, my mom is Buddhist. My mom, actually, when she went to business school, she lived at um, a Buddhist monastery with when she was in business school with the Buddhist monks, and she used to tell me how they used to sneak out and have to sneak back in and all this kind of stuff, so... When I read that about you, I
0: was like, oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, thank you for being a part of the podcast. And we're excited to have you today to talk about your passion for traveling and wellness travel. You know, COVID uh, really put a screeching halt to, to travel last year. And I, I, I guess it's starting to come back slowly. I know people are really itching to get out. Um, they're ready to, to travel in domestically as well as internationally. But it is also you know, the pandemic has also put this spotlight on our health, and it has actually put our health and well being at the top of our priority list. And people are starting to look for experiences that will actually help them and their their health and wellness and uh, live a healthy lifestyle.
2: That's correct. People are looking more of outdoor experiences. Um, That's what we're seeing a lot of that. Uh, Right now, Hawaii, it's a very a booming destination because it's in the US and it offers a lot of that, a lot of that wellness for, for the clients. Uh, it's very outdoory and there's a lot of experiences uh, that you can take as well as there's local food. People are looking for uh, more local food that the chains that we are used to um, and they're also looking for farm to table uh, restaurants recommendations. So I think there's a, a shift on that side uh, of the travelers, even though they don't say I want a wellness itinerary, (laughs) everything that they ask is related to wellness. Really? Uh, That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that about, I was thinking, you know, Hawaii, yes, because it's U.S. destination that, you know, people aren't wanting to have to deal with all the hassles of traveling out of the country but I didn't think about all of the outdoor activities, basically almost everything that you would do in Hawaii would be outdoor and the weather is always so nice there. So basically any any time of year that you go, the weather, the weather is gonna be beautiful, so.
2: Exactly, so that's why it's a very hot destination right now. It has so much to offer outdoors. And of course it's a, still a US territory, so it's a little bit easier to travel. Um, And if anything happens to you, you're still in a a U.S. territory with U.S. hospitals and pharmacies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's still restrictions to go into Hawaii. Uh, So uh, you have to follow the restrictions that uh, that state has right now. Are they still the same as what you sent me before? Because so far it is so far it is. So you have to be very careful where what island you're going. And if you're jumping from island to island, if there's a restriction of... um, island to island hopping as well. There's no like quarantine, but there will be like a PCR test requirement.
0: I think it's interesting too, that people don't know that they're requesting these wellness experiences, (laughs) but you see that they are requesting them. That's interesting. They're just, there's not an awareness around it. Yeah, that's
2: interesting. Uh, So far, I don't see that. most of our clients are asking, but they're not asking, I want a wellness itinerary. <laughs> they're just asking us a lot of outdoor activities. <laughs> um, and also, food wise, they're asking for restaurant recommendations that are locally sourced or local cuisine or farm to table. So um, that reflects that they're looking for more of healthy options or more local food as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii
1: has a really beautiful resort on Maui. I'm sure you're familiar with it with Travasa. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's a wellness, a wellness um, resort. It's gorgeous mm-hmm. where you can do yoga and, mm-hmm. and views are just absolutely gorgeous and they have their own restaurant.
0: Well, and I know too that, you know, it's interesting that you say that is that um, I know the Global Wellness Institute, they were saying that global, they called it global tour, I mean, a wellness tourism. And one of it was about going, was this awareness of going to a place and making it better than when you left and part of that too was people wanting more local experiences so you bring more business to the people of that community rather than chains Um, so I thought that was very interesting as well so it's interesting you say that
1: yeah and Hawaii has a lot of local businesses with most of their businesses are local people that have small businesses and so if people can try to go to those local businesses and give uh, their business to them whenever they travel. You know, that's always great for the
0: locals. Very cool.
1: So what, um, so Tammy, so what uh, inspired you to become a travel specialist?
2: So travel has been part of my life since I was very little. Um, My passion started at a very young age. Uh, I was lucky enough to have my mom who used to work at that point in Canadian Pacific, so it was a Canadian airline, and she received a lot of free tickets uh, as part of their salary <laughs> or compensation. So she took me everywhere with her. And so I was traveling to Canada, to the US, to Japan since I, was, I think I was one year old or less. So that made me open my eyes to other countries and also being growing up in a very multicultural home, having two very strong cultures, the Peruvian and the Japanese, as well as the cuisine, um, make me be more flexible. I'm more open. Since I was little, I wasn't afraid of eating new food or different food from what I was used to. And so I think that my aha moment was when I went to Disneyland. Um, and I took the ride, the small, uh, small world ride, and I told my mom, oh, I was so surprised to see so many different type of culture that I told her, like, I want to visit those countries, mom. So I think that was my aha moment that I wanted to visit uh, uh, (laughs) all the different parts of the world.
1: I went to Disneyland with my mom. We were on our way to Hawaii to visit. My mom's from Hawaii, so we were on the way to visit our family there. And we went to Disneyland and that was the only ride, it's a small world that I would go on. And I made my mom literally, I think, go like 10 times. And that's the only <laughs> one that I, that's so funny that you say that. But yeah, that was
2: my favorite be- ride. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I think that was when I said I want to travel and learn about these uh, different cultures. That's when I
1: really,
2: I really started my travel bug that I had inside me. <laughs> That was a really cool ride. I remember Built it. That's up. how I got inspired. but That's not how I started being a travel specialist. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you, 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 but you had a very early
0: on experience that, that guided you though. I think that's, I loved when I read that story. I thought that was really, really, really cool. So I'm glad you, you brought it up. But yeah, you just you started at a young age. It's all it's been there. You're following your your path, right? You're you're on your journey, and it seems that you're in alignment with that. So that's really awesome. So tell us about your company, Fressy Travel.
2: So um, we started a company in 2017, um, and it was basically because um, during our time in in the oil and gas industry, we started taking group of friends uh, for free around the world. So we did all the itineraries. We Uh, made the reservations, the hotel reservations. We looked about uh, the experiences, the restaurants, everything for for these groups. And we were taking them. But of course, we weren't making any money. It was just a hobby. So so we started thinking about how uh, we can either make a little bit of money or get a discount as a travel advisor. So we started looking at how we can open a a travel agent, and that's how it started. It really started as, as a side business while we were working in oil and gas, and we were doing the itineraries for friends and family only. Uh, but in 2019, I decided to uh, dedicate myself full time in in our company, um, and I really enjoy it. I don't want to go back to corporate America. <laughs> I think that's a common
0: journey from you know people that are in corporate America. They 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 make that shift. A lot of them at some point. That's awesome. So you started this right before the pandemic. You guys, yes, yes, and we wow.
2: we were yeah we were focusing on really tailor itineraries around the world, uh, especially exotic destinations. So we will sit down with the client and really get to know them. Because I think that's the gap that we were seeing when we were traveling before, that nobody listened to us when we asked for itinerary, they would just give us an itinerary without even asking us what we were looking for except the destination and the budget. So that's what we were looking for, to give that experience with the client, really learn what they really want or what they're seeking, and based on their budget and and that information that we get from our conversations, get them the best experiences we can. So every itinerary looks totally different, even if they go to the same destination. So that's what we were doing before the pandemic started.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I've had an experience of you um, doing that because I know we've talked about, uh, because I want to do the trip to um, Japan and do the Kamonokoto Trail. And we've talked about that. And you've asked me some very specific things. And um, you've given me some suggestions that were very specific to me and my life. So I've actually had some experience with that. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's
1: great. I don't think I knew that part about your travel company that you really try to make it very personal.
2: Yes. So even if it's the same destination, um, Sherry's itinerary might look different from your itinerary because you might not be looking or uh, having the same type of experiences, or staying in the same type of hotels, right. um, your interest might be totally different. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I know we touched a little bit about you know what you're seeing in your industry with COVID. What other kind of travel impacts are you um, seeing in your industry, and how you guys are you know able to help with that?
2: So of course, COVID hit um, greatly to our industry last year. But I think what it did was it made the hospitality industry rethink on how they will serve uh, their clients uh, and the guests. So we are seeing uh, changes in the hotel industry, airline industry. But of course, right now, we're focusing only on destinations that are open. Uh, I know that everybody's itching to travel and with the vaccines coming up. Uh, most of the people are getting their vaccines. They, everybody wants to travel, but there's restrictions based on on each country. And it's not regarding or related to visas. It's just regarding COVID, vac- uh, COVID situation in, in each country. So we need to be patient about it. Even if you want to go to a country, it might not be open. So That's a conversation we also have with a client. if they tell me right now, I want to go to Greece next month, I will have to tell them right now it's closed, even though you want to go, there's restrictions in place. Um, So that is a a very, uh, um, a shift of what it was before COVID, where we could send clients everywhere. Now we have to figure it out. Uh, where we can send them and uh, make sure that the clients understand all the restrictions and requirements to go into that country or to, the, to that destination. Even in Hawaii, it's a U.S. territory, but has a different restriction or requirement than other states in the U.S. I think yeah. I've
0: heard that uh, described as, uh, as tentative traveling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yes. things are changing. They're constantly like something maybe when you booked your travel, it could change mm-hmm. by the time it's actually time for you
2: to get there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, and clients need to understand that that's not us. It's also that destination might change their requirements and restrictions. Uh, for example, um, French Polynesian was open and then all of a sudden they closed uh, a month ago, I think. And then now they're reopening. <laughs> so
0: There's Even more of a reason to have somebody like you on board because you can help them figure that out right? Yes,
2: yes. We're giving them updates on the destination that they're going. Yeah. And
0: if if they do get stuck somewhere, they have you to help them kind of navigate through the, you know, traveling back home or, you know, traveling to a different place, you know, they have you to help them out doing that. I think it would be a big mess if I was traveling, trying to figure all that out myself.
2: (laughs) Yes. And if it's like a, a country uh, that is not the all-inclusive type of countries. Uh, for example, I have a client right now in Istanbul. So we have partnerships in, in those countries that are a 24-7 support for us. So if the client needs something, they can pick up the phone or WhatsApp or email uh, them if they need anything as well. And also they can contact us, but we are in a different time zone. So we also that have that support locally with people that speak the language. And so if there's something that they need, they can contact them as well.
1: Yeah, I I think that's huge. And I think that um I, I mean I personally um see people wanting to use your type of service more because of that, because it would be peace of mind. But also just like you said, not knowing, you know, what's gonna happen from day to day with travel. And then having an expert like you that has people that we can contact locally if we need to, or you can, you know, update and say, Hey, this is what's going on right now. You might need to change get on an earlier flight or come back a day Mm -hmm.
0: earlier, uh, because this is going to happen, you know, in a week or. Yeah. And traveling alone. I know that was one of the things that stood out to me when I was, you know, because I was as of now, unless Candace wants to go, um, (laughs) to the trail alone and knowing that I would have somebody like you in my corner to call on, like, you know, like it's, it's comforting. Yeah. To know that so very cool so what do you see um as far as airlines and what kind of are they like what kind of safety measures are they taking is there a airline that you recommend what do you what are you seeing in that area
2: so the airlines step up very early in the game with COVID. um so they have step up in the cleaning procedures they're very clear on what they're doing each each company each airline has their own procedures uh, but in general, they're dif- disinfecting the complete aircraft uh, before the other passengers comes in. Uh, they also have what they call HEPA, which is like a high efficiency recirculating air. So filtration, filtration air, sorry. Uh, so it removes the small particles, like 99% of the small particles out of the air. So actually, it's better filtration systems that you can find, for example, in restaurants. Uh, so they're restric- they're getting out these particles out of the aircraft and putting new air, basically. Mm-hmm. So that reduces a lot of the um, exposure to those small particles that are COVID-related, or even dust or mold or pollen. So that has... That has a big impact in in the airline industry. The other things that they have changed, uh, it's like the boarding process. They're boarding from back to front and they're calling the rows as well as when you're deplaning. Uh, They will also call by rows from front to back. Uh, But they aren't uh, reserving the middle seat anymore. Most of the airlines aren't. So um, normally what I suggest is if you have the means uh, and if you're traveling long haul where you will have to re- remove your mask, then I'll suggest to uh, book business class if you can, because there's more social distancing, there's less point of contact. Uh, the bathroom is used by a reduced number of people. But for, for short flights, you can, if you're traveling economy, you, you can keep your mask on. And so with your mask on and everybody wearing the mask, you should be okay in in a flight Um, but that's uh based on everybody else also following the rules correctly like putting your mask correctly not as a scarf (laughs) or on top of your head right um but every every airline is uh it's uh requiring there's a mask mandate for airlines right now do you see that going away not for now i don't see going away um for a long time. I mean, I- yeah, because in, in general, in the world, the vaccine uh, is not going as good as it is in the US. So I think it's only Israel and a, a couple of other countries that have uh, been vaccinated, uh, their entire population are trying to do that for the entire population. So other countries are not at the same pace, even the European Union is not at the same pace as the US. Mm-hmm. So you cannot tell, well, uh, these people should wear the mask, these people shouldn't wear a mask. Yeah, it's just
0: yeah, either, so. everybody just, yeah, that
2: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see also,
1: you know, it, it being a peace of mind for people that do want to travel. So mm-hmm. I don't see the airline industry getting getting rid of that anytime soon until people's confidences, you know, are up with flying. I mean, the last thing I think they want to do is, you know, have some sort of a full not wanting to travel. So I think it is a reassurance for some people, even though it, it's hard to travel. Sometimes I would imagine with a mask, especially if you're going on a long haul flight, people probably feel way more comfortable.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a sacrifice, but it's worth it. Like I have been in long hauls wearing the mask. It is not fun, but I just look at it as a small sacrifice to still be able to travel.
1: What do you think about wearing like the eye shields, like the shields, whenever in addition to a mask whenever you travel?
2: So some airlines, uh, like Qatar Airlines, will require both the mask oh. and, and the face shield. Uh, also, all, all the flights going. To Peru and out of Peru they require both the mask and the facial I wasn't like um, that. Okay. it's it's it, dep- it depends on on the airline and also it depends on the destination it, but it's just an extra layer of protection the, the face shield really protects you if somebody like is not wearing a mask and it <laughs> sneezes or coughs you then it will protect you the entire face It's just an extra layer of protection. You can wear both of it if you want.
1: uh,
2: You're free to do that as well.
1: I I did hear, I I didn't know that about that some airlines were requiring both, but I did hear that each airline is different as far as requirements with testing. I think there were, I, I read something about some couples that were staying in, a retreat in Mexico and then they actually tested positive whenever for covid whenever they were getting their test to come back mm-hmm. and i think there were like some airlines that were making i think it was i'm not, i'm not sure what airlines but it was an american uh us airline company and they were saying that you had to wait like there was a certain amount of time you had to wait before you could get tested again and then you could Get on the flight and it was a little confusing because it was different from what the CDC was requiring so I guess and it, it like might them. also
2: be the destinations requirement the Mexican uh, government requirement on how many days you have to stay within the country before they can let you out oh, yes okay. yeah they, they they will ask you to quarantine x amount of days yeah okay so maybe that was it
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it just sounds like it's all over the place. So that's where you come in.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it is a learning experience for everybody, not only for the clients, the people that are traveling, but also for us. We didn't have this uh, before the pandemic. Now we have to learn about all these um, requirements and um, restrictions. But that's why we're here to help the client understand and how to navigate through, through, through the COVID world. We're trying the COVID world. That's a good way to say
0: it. Awesome. And um, I know that I probably will always wear a face mask because I actually got sick traveling, not COVID, but it was pre-COVID. But I was going to South Africa to do a big race and I got sick on the plane. And I spent over a year training for that. And I was so upset. I was so upset that I think um, now on traveling will always be a mask for me, especially if I'm going to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is it a layer
2: be, of protection. And it'll be
1: totally acceptable now. Like people won't be looking at you like you're crazy one on a flight wearing a mask. So like what oh my gosh, what kind of, you know, disease do they have cuz they have on a mask. Exactly.
0: That's how it used to be. Yeah, it's more socially acceptable now. It's socially
2: acceptable now. Exactly. Yeah. Even though in Asian countries it's normal to wear a mask. So. I
0: know. <laughs> yes. They're used to it. I was in China, I, everybody was wearing a mask, but I thought it was more not because of of I thought it was more because of the pollution um because I know my first day I was in Chengdu and um my first day walking back from there was a TCM hospital there that I was doing an internship in and uh my first day there I walked back and I blew my nose and nothing but black came out of my nose I mean it was just it was but I thought yeah, I mean I I think it is a lot because of the pollution why they wear the mask there yeah it was really 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 intense I was like oh my
1: gosh So um, I know we touched some on the the wellness travel, but do you have any recommendations for places that for wellness travel that you're seeing?
2: So in the US, we're seeing a lot of uh, an increase in uh, or demand for ranches within the US. Uh, We actually went to Bermejo in New Mexico back in February, and it was an amazing experience. Why ranches? Because uh, there's a lot of outdoor space and also outdoor activities. And some of them might include also like yoga or Pilates or uh, meditation, but there's a lot of outdoor activities from hiking, biking, fishing trail to, to the trails. So a lot of people are requesting ranches now. And I think it's wow. because of, of that. And, and most of the ranches, uh, they offer also farm to table food or healthy food. Vermejo, uh, where we stay, it was amazing. Um, they 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 had a really, well, first of all, they had like a, a 550,000 acres of land. Wow. So, social distancing wise, you can be hiking by yourself most of the time if you yeah. want. <laughs> um, and also they combine it with um, with a program that is fit- fitness related as well as food related. So I, I think that's why a lot of people are turning into the ranches in the U.S. It's also it's a U.S. territory, so they don't they don't really have to deal with restrictions or requirements. And it's a lot of outdoor space.
0: Yeah, like, awesome. It'd be really great to just for our listeners to define what we mean by uh, wellness travel. And basically, it is travel associated with the pursuit of enhancing your own well-being um, or maintaining your your well-being. And so people are seeking out these experiences locally, as well as internationally. Um, I know there's a lot of international resorts that are focused on this and and another big one is sabbatical um, wellness sabbaticals where people are actually taking months or two months at, at, at the least three weeks they're going somewhere and they're working and they are integrating this wellness travel into their daily lives so normally when we would say you would go on vacation you would leave the phone and the computers at home right um, but now they're seeing a trend where people are taking their work on these um, wellness sabbaticals, which I think is really, really cool. And there's actually a, several companies, and they all differentiate in a little in a different way. But um, basically, there are these companies that if you're a nomad, because of technology, we become these like digital nomads. And if you can do that, then you can go to, say, Peru with a company and you there are these living um, work in they're co-living and working spaces that you can rent out and stay.
1: I've actually seen advertisements for places in either in the Caribbean or somewhere like that where they're like, "Come and work here," because now you know with the whole work at home, people that are still working at home, you can work anywhere, especially if it's in the same time zone is where you were I mean what does it matter if you're if you're working from home and you're going to be working maybe for the next year or so I know companies a lot of companies oil and gas companies here are not going fully back to work and so you can go and live and work in the Caribbean I was like darn I wish I could go do that that's awesome
2: (laughs) there's a lot of hotels offering like packages like a month Mm -hmm. a monthly package and uh, what we have seen they have done is some of them, they might have spaces that were used for uh, conferences or weddings rooms. And what they have done, it's like mini offices in those rooms, like so that people that are traveling and want to work, especially if they have children, they can go to this area and be kind of left alone and have a quiet time working. So yeah, it's, a well, that was, I guess, the silver lining of Covid, uh, we figured out that there's a lot of professions or office work that you can actually do it from home or from wherever you are, and and you can take advantage of that. (laughs) Yeah, I was working
1: from home, and I could work. I mean, I would, I would go do it. I mean, I don't have any kids or worry about people, you know, kids in school, so I would totally do it. I saw. I wish I could remember what hotel or resort it was, but they were also talking about how, you know, they had suites with, you know, fully capable office space. And I was like, wow, that is, I mean, I, I just didn't think about that. I mean, it makes sense, but now they're advertising for it, which I thought was also
0: interesting. Yeah. There's a couple of companies. Um, one's called Rome. There's another one called Outside um, that they're co-living spaces and working spaces. I said the same thing, Candice. I was like, what was I thinking? Like, Be a mad.
1: (laughs) I know. I need another profession now, (laughs) where I can go live and go live on an island.
0: (laughs) Tammy, so is that you gave me? I had a flyer up in my clinic for a while for a wellness. Uh, It was a month somewhere. Where it was somewhere in Mexico, I think.
2: I think it was Cabo San Lucas. Uh, Yeah, it was a special offer with different uh, resorts that they have uh, wellness experience where they combine yoga experience, meditation, also food, they were going to take you, I think it was to a special restaurant where they have like very healthy food. Uh, And then you could combine also with some uh, medical treatments as well. So yeah, that that offer, I still I think it's still on.
0: Oh, I still have it up at my clinic. So I was gonna Mm have but it's still up. So yeah, and then there's also, you know, you just said medical, there's also this, I know, I've said this uh, on the podcast before, I think, but there is this convergence of, of self care and healthcare happening, and people are starting to look for you know. I didn't know in China there is a resort that is combining wellness is what well, with medical treatments, which I found pretty interesting. I mean, it's in China, so they do Chinese medicine, so I, you know I like that. But <laughs> so that's happening too. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. happening
2: too as well. So many things to look forward to to travel to. Exactly. There's so many destinations and places you can go. Get... Yes. Yeah. So what is what's your where's
1: what, your favorite place to travel? to?
2: Oh, that's a very difficult question to answer. <laughs> well, every country, I think it has their own charm, right? Uh, it, it's visiting a new for me, visiting a new country. Uh, I love the challenges of new culture, new religion, new language, new food, everything. But if I have to pick a place where I always want to go back every year, it's Japan. Mm -hmm. And why it has so much to offer. Um, They have so many historical sites, but also wonderful natural destinations. And in addition, it's just the people. You feel very safe in that country. They're very efficient. Everything is to to the T. Like if they tell you the train is arriving at 101, exactly at 101, the train will arrive. And their are cleaning this. It's just so clean. So for uh, COVID-related issues, you you'll know that everything's clean because it has always been clean. Yeah, um, true. And the customer service is just great. Like from a street vendor to the Michelin-star restaurant, you'll still get the same type of high level customer service without any expectations from you to get a tip. So I just love the culture there. And then the food. Oh. Well, of course, the food as well. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Uh, I'm a foodie uh, at heart. So I'm always looking forward to see what else I can eat in Japan. Yeah.
1: So for me, <laughs> when I plan my trip to Japan, like what Sherry was talking about, I want a lot of food, food incorporated into it. I, <laughs> I like want to eat
2: my way through Japan. You can eat your way to Japan. You can <laughs> eat a, a different dish every single day yeah. <laughs> from my different favorite. regions. going to the Japan networking meetings. I do. I do. That
0: was yes. fun. That was totally fun. It's just
2: uh, a way to practice my uh, poor Japanese. Are they they
1: speaking Japanese whenever?
2: uh, When I go to the network, uh, they do have a day that they assign it as an English-speaking day. So it's English, basically English, but they know that I understand Japanese, so sometimes it will speak to me in Japanese. I just tell them to speak slowly. uh, I will understand, but uh, speaking speaking, it's.
0: When do you think that they're going to open back up?
2: It will have to be yeah. after, definitely after the Olympics, but we don't we don't know yet what uh, month within should be on uh, on the fall, yeah. but we don't know yet, and we don't know how that reopen will look like if it's going to be with some type of quarantine restriction or maybe there will be talks about the vaccinated people. We don't know yet, but. Definitely will be after the Olympics. Yeah.
1: My cousin, um, I told you my cousin lives right outside of Tokyo. He, you know, lives in a. Um, I told you he lives in a house. It's a small house, but he mm-hmm. lives in a house. And he was just saying he's a professor. And so he's been at home this whole time teaching. And he said, oh yeah, I've just been in these four walls this whole time because they've been really shut down there.
2: Yeah. They just started uh, the vaccination process, maybe, um, a couple of months ago, but they're slow, slow, compared to the US. So so I think that needs to be done before they decide to reopen freely to everybody.
1: Yeah, that's true. So it, I think it it's gonna be a while,
2: unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that's on the top. I was supposed to go before I was planning on going before COVID
0: and then
2: I already have my ticket. It's just I like, can't uh, change the date.
0: Mine'll <laughs> be next year. It'll have to be next year. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, yes. I was supposed to be Japan last year. So um,
1: do you have any um, travel tips? I know we've talked about some, but do you have any like travel tips for people right now
2: that are wanting to travel? Oh, one, they have to be like open-minded, flexible, because there's a lot of changes, cancellations that happen. So you have to be aware that that might happen in your trip. As well as the service might not be exactly the same as what you're expecting, because maybe that a site might be closed or the procedures that they're taking are different from what it was before the COVID uh, COVID hit. So Mm -hmm. flexibility, you have to be very flexible when you're traveling, especially if you're traveling outside of the U.S. Then another tip that we give the clients when they're talking to us, it's focus on one or two destinations, especially if it's country related. Why? Because there might be restrictions to jump from one country to the other one. And there's most likely testing, uh, COVID testing requirements. You Mm. must have enough days if you're jumping from one country to the other one to get tested. Mm. Um, So we try to focus only on one right now in one destination or two max. Mm. Then another one I'll say is um, search for off the beaten Try not to go to like to big cities where there's a lot of people for outdoor activities. Uh, Especially if you're concerned about getting COVID. uh, That will that will help you a lot. Uh, Always buy now, especially now, travel insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a must right now with, with everything that is happening. And there's some travel insurance that will cover if you get tested positive outside of the country. Uh, some will cover for that quarantine that might be a requirement from the airline or from from the particular country. And make sure you're up to date with all the changes and the restrictions. If you're not working with a travel advisor, make sure you, you know exactly what's happening to your destination, because uh, you might get surprised <laughs> when you go to checking into the airport and they might say no, you you missed. A, B, or C, right? So so those are like general, it's not related to safety, but it's in general. Safety wise, like safety tips that I can give you based on my ex- my experiences uh, traveling uh, through COVID was first of all, uh, boost your immune system, make sure you're exercising, eating healthy, getting good night's sleep, because if your immune system is down, you you can get COVID, but you can get something else as well, not only COVID. Take vitamin D helps a lot with COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you can get outside and get that sun, right now it's really beautiful outside, so you can go outside and get some sun. Self-quarantine. I know that people are itching to travel, but it's important to use self-quarantine before going on a trip. One, you don't, if that destination requires a PCR <laughs> test before you travel... You don't want to get uh, positive results just before you're traveling and have to cancel your trip. Uh, And two, you don't want to get sick while you're on that destination. So self-quarantine before a trip, it's it's really, really important. Right now, I'm traveling in two days and I haven't socialized in two weeks without a mask. I have been... I have been to the supermarket, but also always wearing a mask and not without a mask, because even though I'm fully vaccinated, I can still test positive.
0: So um,
2: that's that's very, very important for me. And then also bring your own hand sanitizers, wipes, even though the airline will tell you that they will give you they will give you just one pack. And it's not enough to clean up everything. It's not enough to clean your hands while you go to the restroom or you're eating. So make sure you bring your own as well. And and some people have some preferences for brands. So I'm always carrying hand sanitizers and wipes. (laughs) I used to always,
1: yeah, even before COVID, I have like a little travel. Yeah, me too. I I always had wipes, I had hand sanitizer. And I also carry, um, when I go to another country, I also carry like over-the-counter medications for Mm -hmm. like allergy, like flu, um, because I've actually gotten sick in another country. Not like sick, sick where I had to go to the hospital, but enough Mm -hmm. where I had to go to the pharmacy. And, you know, especially if you don't speak the language and you're trying to explain to them, you know, what is wrong with you and what you need was Challenging, I was able to do it, but I had a couple times I had some stomach issues, and then I actually caught a, a cold while I was in France. And so they did give me like vitamin C and they gave me some kind of like um, herbal nasal spray. But now I always carry Flonase, I carry my flu medication, I carry um, allergy medication, anything you know, you don't think about that, but they don't have the same medications. And um, you also might not be able to get it. So just to just to have it, I think is good. But and also the that travel insurance, when you told me that before, I was like, you know, I'm one of those that never bought travel insurance. But now it's almost like you have to you have to get travel insurance if you're going to be traveling out of the country.
2: Yes, Uh, that's what I will suggest some countries. Um, like Costa Rica requires uh, travel insurance. So, so it it depends on also the destination, but most of the countries are not requiring the travel insurance. It's just uh, an advice, (laughs) but it's, uh, it's something important now, especially with COVID.
0: Well, I like, like Candace, I I take herbs though. I take all my herbs for colds and flus and Um, I might need sleep sometimes, but Tammy, I like all your uh, safety tips on immune health, of course, Um, (laughs) plastic tips. Uh, What do you think about the passports? What do you think about like in the future? Do you see those being required or is that going to be country? Yes.
2: So regarding, I'm I'm guessing the COVID vaccine passport, uh, they're testing on how they're going to Monitor that uh, they're uh, looking into different apps, but some countries are already uh, giving some uh, directions on on the vac- vaccine. So, for example, Belize, uh, if you have vaccine, you skip the PCR test. Iceland is receiving travelers if if you are vaccinated. If you're not, they're not allowing you to come in. So, more 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 and more countries are. Either bypassing the test or are welcoming uh, vaccinated people first. Mm. So it, it will depend on country to country how how um, how they feel <laughs> and how their uh, COVID numbers look like uh, if they will open up for travelers or not. But I think in the future it will be part of your passport or part of your passport holder or your one of your apps. It's yeah. just like the yellow card where before you had all your vaccines for, for trips, for example, to Africa, that you always had, I always carry my yellow, uh, my yellow card. Uh, So I think this will be the same. Now that I'm traveling, I'm, even though it's not a requirement, I'll still travel with my COVID vaccination card, just in case. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, when I went to India, I had to get, I forgot about that. I had to get all of these um, shots. (laughs) I had to get all of these shots. And I had a piece of paper that that I can't because I couldn't keep track of everything that I got so
0: well why don't
2: you um Amy why don't you tell everybody where you're about to head off to oh so Wednesday I'm going to go on a two-week trip to the Maldives so I'm staying one week at the W Hotel and then another week uh at the Saint Regis Hotel so if you have seen those pictures over water bungalows uh, that look picture perfect yes. in Instagram <laughs> uh that's where I'm heading oh
1: my gosh I'm so jealous <laughs>
2: It is a destination that is it's uh, perfect for um, if you're trying to avoid COVID because it is uh, one resort per island. You don't stay in the capital where it's, where it's the biggest city. So you arrive and then you're put in a seaplane and you're in your hotel. So there's no interaction of guests in your hotel with other hotels. So that reduces the risk of socializing with other people. Um, then the employees uh, live in the island with you. So they have to be tested before coming into the island. Um, so the risk of getting sick or getting COVID within these little islands, it's, it's very small because of that. And then the hotel rooms are over water bungalows or beach bungalows. Oh. So they're very, they're separated. It's not like a building where you have a lot of rooms together. So you really don't socialize or don't get um, a lot of interaction with people unless you go to a restaurant, which are normally open spaces. So they don't have AC. Even the lobby area, it's open. So it's, it's a very good environment to avoid COVID. So, and <laughs>
0: wow. what are you guys going to be doing? What's your itinerary?
2: Yes. <laughs> So in the Maldives, it's really you need to love the beach because uh what you see around it's only water. It's not even um there's no mountains around or rivers because it's a it's a small island per per resort. So everything uh that you do it's related to water activities. You can uh what I do is I wake up very early in the morning and I go uh snorkeling because Around the resort, there's also a lot of uh, sea activity because there's a, ro- a lot of reefs. So most of the resorts they have a, a in-house reef, so you can see from small shark to fish, manta rays uh, around. So that's what I like to do. But you can do uh, scuba diving is big there. You can do wave runners. Uh, uh, so everything related or fishing, everything related to water sports, you will find it there. And of course, they're big in spa ser- services. Uh, treatment. Oh, my God. That just sounds like the best vacation. Well, that, did you see her
1: face? I told you <laughs>
0: that was her style.
1: Me? Oh, that's yeah. totally my style. Like, when she, I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I could just be in the water or, or laying on the beach or going to the spa, I'm like, this sounds amazing.
2: Yes, it's not for party people. You won't be able to party. Uh, they do have a bar at the hotel. But other than that, it's just being re- in a relaxed kind of mode in, in your beach villa or your overwater villa.
1: I love, and I love snorkeling, I love being on the water. I went one time uh, in Mexico, I went with the um, swimming with the snorkeling with the whale sharks,
2: mm-hmm. the big ones. Yes, they have that as well. That reality. was one of
1: my favorite things to do. I was kind of scared at first, but they were so docile and um, it was just really cool just to swim like right next to the something that big. Yeah. Yes,
2: I had I had that experience in the Maldives the last time I was there. And yeah, it was an incredible experience to just see this big animal. And yeah, at first I was also scared. I was yeah, like, why, why, what happens if it's, if it's a, a shark that is not really vegetarian? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he'll like to eat, try some meat. <laughs> yeah, what if I get
1: the aggressive one or something that I'm swimming next to? Maybe. Cause they're huge. I mean, they're so big.
2: Yes. They're big. Yes.
1: Yeah. That was fun. Well, I can't wait to hear about your trip and see all your photos and that's going to have to be on my list now. I never thought about going there, but yeah. now that you're saying that now I want to go.
0: Tammy, do you need um, any employees hiring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can come with me. They're still... Plenty of rooms, I think, villas right now. <laughs>
1: I need to get into like hotel interior design and then go to, yeah, and exactly. That's exactly. what I need to do, and then live there for however many months while it's being
2: finished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, that's awesome. <laughs> well, <this> is- <laughs> well that's great. Right?
1: Is there anything else that, um, Sherry, that you want to talk about with Tammy or Tammy? Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I know,
0: uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, send us, you'll have to send us some photos from your trip and then we can post them. Um, we can post them to Instagram or our social media. We can let people know that, that you're coming up and our surprise guest and this is where they Yeah,
2: are. sure. I'll, I'll take some pictures uh, mm-hmm. and I'll send it to you or videos I, as well. Okay. That'd be great. How do people find you? They can find us in social media. We're in Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, as pressy travels or you can look at our website visit our website www.pressytravel.com
0: we'll put that all in the show notes too for everyone they want to they want to go check it, check you out
1: well thank thank you so much for being on like you've got me like super excited now to finally get out there and start traveling again and i'll definitely be using your services because i'm gonna need it so thanks so much yeah, thank, thank
0: you for having me fun. And, um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and join us in. Too.
2: Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
0: Join us every other week for a new episode, go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to us. So you don't miss out on any new episodes and please share our podcast with your family and friends if you like what you hear please give us five stars and a positive review it will greatly help our rating and success of the podcast
1: you can also keep up with us on instagram and facebook at health Dwellness. to find out more information visit our website at healthwellness.com we welcome your input if you have any ideas comments or questions you can email us at healthandwellness at gmail.com.